0: Three thousand products mm-hmm. in Walmart's. Right. What is the number one product that they sell?
1: Oh, I hate to even say it. It's a black trash can.
0: No <laughs> way. <laughs> yep. It is a black trash it's a can. Black trash can. It costs less than twenty bucks.
1: Yeah, it really is. That that is the <laughs> number one <laughs> that product
0: is the we best sell. Ever. Yeah. Okay, so here we are today on the CEO Parenting Podcast. My guest, Kristen Payne, is a friend of a former guest, Laura Quick. Laura Quick was absolutely wonderful. I love Laura. I saw Laura Saturday night at a wedding. <laughs> uh, so she's wonderful. So, in this, we try to make this as conversational as possible. So, I don't know a whole lot about Kristen at all. I did that on purpose. We've talked on the phone a couple of times. We text a bunch because we had to reschedule some things. But she <laughs> is based here in Birmingham. Um, and I really, I know better homes and gardens. So, tell, tell me about what you do really what's like what your job title is and what you do
1: mm, okay so my job title is executive um wait sorry <laughs> it is vice president and general manager okay of the better homes and gardens licensed collection at walmart
0: that is a long <clears throat> title. it's a no, very business long card. title business yes card. okay <laughs> okay so better homes and gardens so tell me about let's see let's go back to let's go to the short version of like mm-hmm. you know where you're from, birth to college to up the, like that short the short life short story. Version. Yeah, okay. the short life story.
1: Sure. Um so made it to Birmingham by way of Texas. Okay. So Texan by birth. Um, I uh-huh. grew up in Houston, went to the University of Houston. Oh, really? Was okay. a journalism major, yeah. um, loved advertising and marketing, and worked for a home builder. That home builder built a Southern Living Idea House many, many, many years ago. Um, I was over the Southern Living Idea House as far as like the project manager. And this for. was in what year? Oh gosh, ninety three. Okay. So we built the show home. And I got to know- So you're
0: young. You're 23.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely.
2: Okay.
1: That's cool. <laughs> uh, plus a few. Yeah. Um, in dog years, maybe. Yeah. So we, I got to know everybody at Southern Living, okay. um, which was so much fun. And they were all based here in Birmingham, but we had built this house in Houston, and it was featured in the August issue of the magazine. Right. So fast forward, um, I left the home builder to work for Southern Living. Okay. Southern Living had, at that time, published a house plan of the month, every month, and it was an editorial column, and they really wanted to turn that into a business, so they needed someone with, like, a marketing background that understand home building, but also could kind of build this business out of, with nothing but, like, literally one of those suction cup credit card machines. Okay,
0: so Southern Living, it has a magazine. They yep. want to, they have the, the, the plans for these idea homes, uh-huh. but they now want to build they want to sell the plans they do. to Johnny and Jack.
1: That's right. Where anybody could buy that set of plans and okay. it would it would normally be like a $12,000 set of plans. You could buy it for like $800. So it's what they call a stock plan business. So we had people that would see these plans in the magazine and they wanted to buy them. And so that's what we ended up doing is starting that business. You started fresh. to help I started them start that. that. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yep. We are three minutes and 28 seconds into <laughs> this thing. And this is absolutely fascinating.
1: It was really So the, all
0: the things, so I the saw the, get two magazines. hmm Two, that's it. Just two. it's Southern Living. Yes. And Gardening
1: Gun. Oh, I love Gardening Gun.
0: Okay. Love Gardening Gun. Only two magazines. Yes. Two different companies.
1: Yep. But I see those plans. Yes. And I th- start to think in my mind, this yep. is kind of cool.
0: So that y'all is. sell, they still even to this day in 2023, oh, they yeah. sell hundred percent. you helped start that 30 years ago.
1: Yes. So a very dear friend of mine who's actually retiring, she just announced her retirement. So she had been working in editorial and sort of starting this business up. And then she went and she retired early. This is now her second retirement. So I took her spot. Okay. And I came in and they had about 30 plans and they had about five uh, designers and architects they had worked with. And they said, we want to build this into a big business. So that's what I did. I, so you
0: help market and sell mm, all that.
1: Yeah. And the most fun part was I would drive all around the South and I would find all these amazing <sighs> architects. No! Yes. I would just get in my little Nissan and I would just cruise around the South. And I would walk in and just meet some of the most prominent architects in our entire portion of this country. So, and I would,
0: there's no way that's a real job.
1: I know. Right. It was the most fun ever. So, and I would say, look, you start, you draw plans for people like custom homes and then people don't use them. They change their mind. They want something different. So iterations and versions just sit in drawers. So I would call these architects and I would say, I just want to come look through your drawers. And they would laugh at that statement yeah. for a few minutes. Yeah, sure. And I was like... Mostly, but,
0: mostly men. Mostly
1: men. Nice. All men. And so they would laugh. i so see like, what you did there. You can come see. Yeah, you yeah. Can come, come on, on in. <laughs> come on in, girly pop. So we, that's how A I was woman started. using man
0: humor in a man's business that's right. is the easiest way in the door. Just so
1: easy. How are they going to tell me no? Ah, <laughs> I just want to look through awesome. your drawers. Okay. <laughs> yep. So we ended up... I still today have some of like my best friendships with these yeah. architects. One of them just wrote a book about his entire lifespan and um, I'm quoted in it that's and awesome. they called me for an interview. So, I mean, these people turned out to be family, but that's, yeah. the, that's how I started. That's how I moved to Birmingham. Okay. Um, I was offered a job at Southern Living to take that business from an editorial feature and, and literally build it into a business, which we did. It was a $3 million business by year four.
0: That, to me, that's fascinating. So someone gets the magazine, they see it, and they call mm-hmm. up, and they say, I want to buy this. And you say, yep. okay, send me $800, bucks. i will send it to you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it, it
0: was- <laughs> And imagine what it's like today with the digital- Oh, yeah. The digital- So like, for example, we just paid- We just had house plans done, uh-huh. pictures. I mean, it's pages and pages and pages. It's 4000 bucks.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, minimum. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was a
0: reno. It was not even like yeah. a full bill.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Three million dollars in mm-hmm. the first four years mm-hmm. and you're just selling plans. Just selling Lef- plans? You're selling leftover plans.
1: Mm-hmm. Mostly leftover the- plans, exactly. Good way to put it, actually. Leftover plans. Holy crap. These were gems. They were works yeah, of sure. art. Sure. No ah, question.
0: Beautiful. Great work, guys has mm-hmm. spend a lot. Okay, now let me ask this from a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. This is a I love this. okay, this is <laughs> so how how did you compensate uh Johnny architect in Arkansas that built these that had, you know, fifteen beautiful plans in his shop? Yep.
1: So I decided I had to have a super simple business model, you did, right? Yeah. Because this is not their core business. Their core business is drawing beautiful plants. Right. So I said, "Look, if I sell it and I fulfill it and I do all the marketing and I put the brand on it, if you'll give it to me exclusively, I'll pay you a royalty. We'll have a every, red share." Every on time it.
0: Se- every every time, time, I- time I sell it. Okay, well, do you mind yep. telling me what that was or can you <clears throat> can you tell me? I can give
1: you a range. Yeah, yeah. sure. So yeah. depending on the architect, it would be somewhere between like 15 and 30%.
0: Okay, so mm-hmm. This was 30 years ago. You mm-hmm. said they're 800 bucks. What do they cost today?
1: Oh, today they're more like 2,500 to 3,000. Okay, you know, 3, so not crazy. 000. Yeah, not crazy. no, not crazy. Mm-mm.
0: So, but, but you when you buy these plans from them, this mm-hmm. is all you need.
1: Yeah. Well, that's not true. Each, you know, every single region and every city has its own <laughs> code, its own. Plus your lot may be different, your topography. So you have mm. to get your, your actual, like, Engineered f- flooring plans Correct. and your local code stuff has to be done, but the design of the house
0: for the most part, the
1: floor plan, four elevations, a suggested foundation plan, a roof plan, and a suggested electrical is what you're going to get for that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so these guys would so these guys <coughs> would make these plans, and they'd get let's just use 15% mm-hmm. bottom in. They get 15% of that thousand mm-hmm. yep. bucks. Yep, every time.
1: Every time. And you that was it. my whole spiel. I want to look through your drawers, and I'm just, you're just going to cash checks. That's all you're going to do. That's all you have to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The, this is bonkers. It
1: was a great business model.
0: And so they've grown that mm-hmm. thirty years now. Four, oh, year yeah. three, they're in, year four, they're in three million bucks. Yeah. So how long did you do that?
1: Um, probably the first 10 years of my career at Southern Living. Career. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, um, <clears throat> that was part of a group called the Homes Group and we built show homes. When you
0: left, what were uh-huh. you, what were y'all grossing?
1: Uh, when I left. 10 years. So, oh, yeah. Like seven, eight. Um, at its peak, we were probably at about, uh, just a little over five.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like sort.
1: No, it, it, it hits a plateau. Yeah. Um, okay. And a lot of that is because the, um, the industry kind of caught up to us. So you had all these huge plan aggregators that launched online and stock plans became a thing. House. So, yeah, exactly. Um, The house plan guys, um, I mean, Alabama home builders, like there's a ton of stock plans, whether they're local or they're Hanley Wood was one of the biggest publishers. But what those guys did is they did not have exclusives with the architects where we did. Only I could sell the plan or you, the architect, could sell the plan. So they literally just became aggregators. And your cost of customer acquisition is really the cost of running that business. business. Mm -hmm. You didn't
0: have to pay Johnny in Arkansas. Mm
1: Mm-mm. No. That's
0: awesome. So it was a great business. So you did that 10 years, then what? Mm
1: -hmm. So then um, just people came and went within our division. And as they did, I took over other areas of the home division. So we had a custom home builder network um, of branded Southern Living custom home builders all around the South. And I took that over and ran that for several years. um, Built it up from about probably about 20 guys to just over 102 at its peak. Um, and it was great. And then at some point the, um, show homes were also under me. So I had a, a staff of amazing people, like best people I've ever worked with, total family. Um, and together we did the custom builder program, the house plans and the idea houses. And then we worked on other brands. We did cooking lighthouses. We did Southern accents. We did progressive farmer.
0: So you, you, like, uh-huh. so the part that I love is like, there's a, there's a Southern living idea home in, Mount Laurel. Mm-hmm. A friend of ours lives right next door. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yep. Um, so you would like help design that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I would go assemble
1: then, the team. And mm-hmm. then go
0: find like the, the builder. Yep. And then go say, we're going to build this in Mount Laurel. There's That's a, right. There's a mountain or We're going to build this in. That's exactly So then we would buy the lot.
1: Nope. We don't buy anything. It's a spec home. Mm-hmm. So basically we go to a builder and an architect and an interior designer and a developer. So those are kind of your four sure. key pieces. And we assemble that team, and we say, we have selected you to be in the Southern Living magazine. You're going to build the show home. We're going to open it for at least 30 days, sometimes six months. We're going to donate to charity all of our ticket revenue. We're going to have volunteers staff it. Um, but you're going to be featured in editorial in the, the magazine, Southern Living. The Southern Living. Hall so of the we, year. Yeah. We would go around. the idea home. Mm, It was amazing. We had people that would call us and pitch us and want us to come and build because when we would build these houses, it shined at this amazing spotlight on their community. Sure. And so they would sell dirt faster. They would sell houses faster. It was a very good business model for them. It's amazing PR lift.
0: So when people, you would change people's businesses. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would change, I mean, I don't want to sound hokey, but you would, Change people's lives. Mm-hmm. If you went to you know Gus the builder, mm-hmm. and Gus the builder got picked, his life is forever changed because he was. You know, I built the home, yeah. custom home in nineteen ninety
1: nine. Yeah, I mean he no longer had to say I'm the cheapest guy out here, or I can prove I'm a great builder. He could just walk in the door and be like Southern Living picked me. You should too. I built that house. Mm-hmm. And these houses are absolute works of art. They're just such craftsmanship. Oh no, no, the one over mm-hmm. Mount Laurel
0: that I've seen beautiful. Over a million dollar home, It's mm-hmm. not just crazy, crazy. Look, it just was beautifully class classic house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the people that um, the funny thing is the people that own that bought that house, they bought it furnished.
1: Yeah, and they did. That's what most people yeah. do,
0: don't they? they? They just buy. Hey, I a give a lot it all of
1: to them do. Yeah, and that one was that was some was an interesting one because well, there were, were multiple designers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? there were multiple designers on that one. Okay. So so um, and and they're. It, it was, I have to say, the people that were corralling all the designers that were on our Southern Living team at the time, they they were amazing at yeah. corralling everyone. The house still felt cohesive, yeah. even though you had like six people working on it.
0: That's crazy. Okay, so you you do that. Yeah. So then transition to where?
1: So then um, at some point, I think it was after Time Inc. had bought Southern Progress mm-hmm. Corporation. Yeah. Um, we now were part of a much larger consortium of brands. We had Real Simple, we had yeah. Food and Wine, This Old House, People Time, Sports Illustrated. We had a, a lot more brands. And so um we wanted to do licensing, but Southern Living had actually not really done licensing. And we didn't have a division or a staff. Um, it was very new. You know, most we were a magazine and a media company, yeah. and so our revenues had typically been predicated on advertising print and digital or consumer revenue through circulation. Mm-hmm. So this was new and very different. And so, but we knew we had great brand equity and yeah. brands that people trusted and recognized. So we started to dabble in licensing real simple was one of the first, we did a really huge deal with bed, bath and beyond. Okay. Um, and so Southern living wanted to get in the licensing game. Well, um, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: When you say licensing game, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Break that um, down for me. Cause s- I like,
1: Yep. So stuff. yeah. So if you have Towels, a, if you have a Yeti cups. cup and you put a brand on that cup, then you have licensed your brand to be on those items. So stuff. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Towels, bed sheets, home decor. Is that fun? It's very fun. Yeah. It's very very fun.
0: Okay. So all right. So you're, so you're licensing. Yeah. You Southern yep. Living this. Southern so, Living pots and pans. Southern <gasps> Living that.
1: Yeah. So the somebody at some point in leadership said we want to do this licensing gig, and so who can we get to? you know, run point. And so I raised my hand and I said, well, I'll tell you what house plans is a licensed product. We don't own it. It's a product created by someone else, but we put our brand on it and we use our marketing equity in order to sell those plans. I said, that is money.
0: And we make money. uh,
1: by definition, that is licensing. So I said, I'll do it.
0: (laughs) You're extremely sharp.
1: I don't know about that. We are. This is great
2: though.
0: So, so you, so you take over the license, you help do the licensing brand at Southern living. Yeah. What year is this?
1: Oh, Ooh, goodness. Sorry. Oh my heaven, it's all like such a blur of a timeline. I would say, when was that? Okay, let's see. My daughter's 14, so it would have been before that. So about 16 years ago, Okay. is that right? Yeah, so yeah, that's about right. Okay. So so I said, okay, well, I don't know anything about licensing, I have raised my hand for this and told people that I can make this happen, so I better go figure it out. But I was like, it'll be fine. So my first thing is, is I'll, I'll find who is doing really great licensing programs in categories that are not competitive to where I want to go so that maybe they will be a little more free flowing with some information and best practices. So I joined a couple of like, um, organizational, you know, um, industry type Mm -hmm. things, started going to some conferences. I went and met the people that ran the real simple business within timing.
0: So who did you copy?
1: Um, well, believe it or not. Um, I didn't copy anyone. I decided to do the opposite of what a lot of people did. Um, okay. So the first thing I did was it was kind of a no, no. The reason I say an opposite, the theory at the time had been, if you're working with an advertiser, you don't also want to do licensing with them because that could disrupt your licensing, your advertising revenue. So I said, well, you know what? I feel like
0: give mm -hmm. give me an example of that. Mm. What you're you're saying? Okay.
1: So if you are um, Field and Stream magazine, and your number one advertiser is Ford, you don't want to go do a Field and Stream edition of a Ford truck truck because what if that doesn't work out and they end up pulling their advertising and pulling your licensing? So it was very church and state, but at the time. Very church and state. And so I said, well, I feel I can't, you know, I kind of listened to all these different perspectives and, and I was like, I looked at the food because for Southern living, the key drivers or pillars of that brand are home food, garden, and travel, right? Yes. So food was our biggest. It's the entry point to Southern Living. Like most people get introduced to Southern Living through a recipe.
0: This is that's me.
1: Right. So food um, food and
0: food and, food and, and homes. Uh-huh. That's like
1: food and homes. So those are at. like you know the top. Yeah. Content in the magazine go food home and then it's garden travel. So food and home represent the biggest okay. for everything. For Southern Living. So I looked at food and I learned a lot about food. And if you're not in packaged goods, like if you're not Unilever, you're going to have a really hard time fighting for shelf space and you have to pay what's called slotting fees. Mm -hmm. So I'm like learning all of this. I'm like, okay, so food, while it's our most recognized thing that people would expect, super hard to break into. So
0: so you said, we, okay, guys, you walked to me, hey guys, we don't need to do a Southern Living brand of uh, chocolate chip cookies or chips
1: or whatever. Right, and, and I was really like swimming upstream, right? Because everybody's like, why would you not want a Southern Living Biscuit mix, Kristen? It's a no-brainer. <sighs> I'm like, well, let me explain to you. It is a no-brainer, but you're going to go head-to-head with Martha White, with Bisquick, with everybody else that's got a Biscuit mix out there. Yeah, And it's very hard to get into. It's very hard because you have to pay slotting fees. You've got to break into all these different groceries. I'm saying it can be done, but do we want to start We're going to
0: spend a bunch of money mm-hmm. just to play right. ball.
1: Great, And we have to develop our recipes. So I said, look, I'll dual track this. We'll take our recipes. And if I can find somebody that can convert that recipe, that's a, you know, for four people to a mass recipe, and it still tastes and feels as good as it should to have our Sun Living brand on it, then we'll pursue this. So we rolled it through the test kitchens. I test, I had like eight different companies trying to recreate our biscuit mixes that from our recipes we couldn't get even couldn't even get close as soon as you got to a point where it was mass you lost that integrity of that biscuit and
0: this is why it's hard to cater
1: yes exactly so hard to cater to,
0: like you gotta clip that this is why this is so hard to to, to make food and people that make food for hundreds
1: mm, they and know they this. do it well mm-hmm. that's an art they're good. Mm, yeah. So you said Southern Living is, was, you were introduced to it by food. Do you remember what the first recipe was?
0: No, but I make, um, I want to say a biscuit. Okay. I, I, but it wasn't, it was like a guest biscuit. You know yeah. how I have like Chef, Chef Johnny from yeah. so-and-so? I want to say it totally. was that. Um, but there's not a month that goes by that I don't pull it out and open it. I don't skip the other stuff. I Mm -hmm. I look at every page. I don't read every article, but I look at every page. Mm
2: -hmm. I
0: look at two things, though. I look at ads. Mm -hmm. I always look at ads. Yeah. Who is spending money to get (laughs) in front of me?
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: Okay. Uh, The next thing I look at, I look at anything that's in Alabama. Like if Mm. they say the best barbecue, the best meat and three, the best whatever. I always look at that because I want to go there. I'll go there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I go immediately to the back, back back-ish. And look for, because I, listen, Mm -hmm. I'll take a lot of that stuff and I'll, I'll use it here. Mm -hmm. The hard part is converting it to 50, 30, 80, 90, 150, 300.
1: Yeah. That's hard. Right. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard.
0: But it's (laughs) doable. It's just, you got to tweak it, take Mm -hmm. things out, add things in. You do. So
1: and to make it shelf stable is even harder.
0: Oh my god, mm-hmm. I don't even play with that. Because mm-hmm.
1: so. back when we were looking at this, there there was very rare to have like in today's world there is refrigerated you know in cap displays where you can put something that's a little bit le- it's not necessarily held to all the shelf stable restrictions. We didn't really have a lot of that back then. You know the Jenny's right. ice cream of the world. I love those guys because look how innovative they were from a couple of shops. To now they're in grocery, and that is I know that journey, and that is a tough journey. journey. Mm -hmm. Okay,
0: so you're you're testing food, and you're like, food's not food's not our deal. So I'm
1: like, I don't think food's it, guys. I said so. um, So my first kind of do the opposite was I didn't go with our number one core thing, which was food. food. So the number two would be home. So I said, all right, I'm gonna go talk to Dillard's because they have been advertising with us since the day we first ran Southern Living Magazine, since its first one rolled off the press. Yeah. And um, it was the size of like a road atlas, and they were like one of our first advertisers. So um, I talked to a guy that um, was the rep, the advertising rep, and had a great relationship with Dillard's and he said they would love to do this with us and and we should totally look into it and I said well this is perfect because I wanted something in home and I wasn't quite sure who to approach I knew that Dillard's had been running with us and like the demographic overlay of who shops and Mm -hmm. loves Dillard's passionately sure it's the same exact person that's super passionate about your diehard southern living fan like it's a perfect overlap okay
0: so you go and start doing home stuff give me an example of like the first three four five items
1: so the very first thing we did was bedding. Makes sense. And, and this was a Southern, uh-huh. Living
0: uh-huh. Southern Living branded
1: thing. Southern Living branded thing. And we had a partner in between, and it wasn't really right. And so we, we, I instead went and met with the team at Dillard's, and I said, okay, I get that you're hesitant, and we've kind of started with this middleman person as our betting company, mm. but it's not working. Like they can't get the Southern living look. They just know their look and their look is lovely. It's not it's Southern living. Not so I said, we can do two things here. We can pull the plug on this because that's what I call a label slap. And it's just not authentic. And my customer is looking for something super Southern living. Like if you can't look at it without a tag on it and know that's my brand, we have failed. You're right. And so the guy that was running the business, he was hilarious. He goes, okay, I have somebody you have to meet. And I was like, all right. So we go down these stairs in Little Rock and in the building this is Dillard's. At Dillard's. And he goes, this is B3. This is Bill Dillard III. And I was like, nice to meet yeah. you. I said, so Bill, I have this idea for you. And so- Bill is like sitting here as you are with me today. And we get out like a little cocktail napkin and we're sketching out what this is going to look like. And we walked out of that. We didn't have a meeting planned. It was nothing. It was, we have this idea. Let's sit down and talk about it. We literally sketched out. It had to be 300 stores. I want it to be like a true shop and shop. And, and it has to feel like a little Southern living store inside of every Right. He was like, well, I don't know if I can start there day one but I hear what you're saying about the authenticity and we will start to directly source for you so that it looks like what you want it to look like.
0: So Dillard's in essence was using their manufacturers. Yes.
1: And they're brilliant at it for
0: Southern living best in
1: class. And they still do today. Mm -hmm. Really? That's why the stuff looks so good. That collection is amazing.
0: Okay. So you you get this started Mm -hmm. after you you did the home, started the home plans thing. Now you said, Hey, I'll do this too. So you get this started. So where does it? Where do you go from there?
1: So from there, um, I started to work on other programs for Southern Living. So once we were successful with Dillard's, we we're like, okay, what else could we do? So then we started to look at doing um, branding communities. So instead of just a home builder or a house plan, we now realized we could brand an entire community. So we would look at their architectural review guidelines. We would interview builders. We would look at their every single thing that was part of a community. And we would go in and brand the community itself.
0: How are you making money doing that?
1: So there's a rev share on the lot. um, And then there's also a membership fee. And so what we do is we would, we were very, very curated in who we would let into this program. We only wanted like the best of the best. Um, And so our job was to, provide marketing and branding so that they could sell the lots faster. And if they saw that that pacing was successful, they would stay in the program and we had like a 98% retention rate. So it was working.
0: It's working, but I don't, is that making good money though?
1: Mhm. Yeah, very good.
0: So you okay, so here's something that people don't know. So you got Southern Living the magazine, you got these house plans, you got mm-hmm. the the towels and the sheets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What what makes the most money? Is it still ad revenue in the magazine?
1: Um, it depends. So for Southern living, it is ad revenue that makes the most money as well as the subscription base. Mm hmm really for um, better homes and gardens the collection i work on today okay. You're not there yet so. not there okay. yet mm-hmm. so
0: so you start doing the the neighborhoods mm-hmm. then where do you go
1: um from neighborhoods we then went into coastal living and we did a um collection for uh, bed bath and beyond and we launched a beautiful line with universal furniture and then we also launched a very very beautiful line of lighting residential lighting so we built out coastal living then we added about six new um, licensees for Southern Living, some that were smaller, some that were licensees, bigger. Licensees, what do you mean? Um, a licensee would be like Dillard's is our licensee. So I'm the licensor because I have the brand. And then the licensee who manufactures the product and takes it to retail is So you have more people other than
0: Dillard's mm-hmm. making the product. You just gave them right. the spec that you had, that they had right. to do. right. So okay. we have
1: contracts with multiple different people
0: making Uh, mm -hmm. the different products. Right.
1: So Dillard's does all their own sourcing, but then one of our biggest and best um, that came on just right right at the same time that Dillard's did is our Southern living plant collection.
0: I think that's brilliant.
1: I love that. That is my, one of my favorite along with Dillard's. It's one of my favorite things I've ever worked on. So the,
0: the hydrangeas and Mm -hmm. all the different. Yep. I love that.
1: And what most people don't know, are you a gardener?
0: No, but I like, I plant a garden, but I'm not like a, I'm not like, you know, green thumb guy. got to get out there every weekend. I yeah. plan a garden. We plan a garden every year. So, yeah. I mean, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's
0: good.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not a gardener, but I love... I love anything that is something I can create that's unique to the South, right? Because that gets me excited, whether it's a recipe or whether it's a plant. So we met these guys authentically in Loxley, Alabama. They're still there today. We went out and got in an old Ford pickup truck and rode around and looked at all the plant varieties. And I said, okay.
0: Loxley's a huge huge, amount of of, uh, nurseries.
1: Mm -hmm. Huge amounts. I mean,
0: not only huge amounts of nurseries, but huge nurseries. Oh,
1: yeah. They're massive.
0: It seemed like the perfect ecosystem. Yeah,
1: you could drive for days. So we said, okay, so I met these guys and I was like, okay, y'all are the real deal. Because number one, it's not only what you can grow, but they had a network of growers beneath them. Hmm. So they were like the aggregator of all the growers, which gave us the scale we needed to go in and have a really big program in a Lowe's, a Home Depot, 150,000 independent garden sitters around the South. So we, I said, okay, guys, we'll how are we gonna be different than Monrovia or Proven Winners? Like what's our thing? And they said, well, let's get in the room with some editors and find out what the white space is, like what's missing. I was like, let's do it. So we had them come to Birmingham. We sat in a room and all of our amazing garden editors, like, you know, Steve Bender, the grumpy gardener, like people who are diehard gardeners, like live for it, Charlie Thigpen, some amazing, amazing horticultural minds. So we sat in a room and we said, okay guys, What's missing out there? And they said, well, if you had plants that were just like genetically designed for the South, and I was like, okay, what does that mean? Like, what, did, what would it do? And it was like the tagline just rolled right off their tongues. They said they would bloom earlier, bigger, and longer in the South. And I was like, there you go.
0: Meetings, in, meeting's meetings, Meeting's over. Thank you.
1: So I sent our group, our Loxley team, back to Locksley. And I didn't hear from them for like 18 months. I was like, well, I guess those guys went away. And they rolled back in with a cart 18 months later. And they had done trials and grafting and scientifically, genetically altered these plants to bloom earlier, bloom bigger, and bloom longer in the South. And when they weren't in bloom, they were still beautiful. Gorgeous, waxy, green leaves that never lost their color, disease resistant. You know, they had... They had a, a sunshine legustrum that to this day will bloom, and it it will not make you sneeze. It is one of That's the cool. plants people are most allergic to. It's nuts.
0: Yeah. It's nuts. Okay. So you do plants, and then what, where do we go so from there?
1: Plants were huge. Dillard's was huge. Um, we did dabble in food. It is still not even that big today, but we do have like eleven different dry mixes from cheesecake to BLT yeah. dip to. Um, biscuit mixes so you just had, just had to do it had to do it and they were very good but in order to get the quality we insisted on for this brand they're sold at like a a, a pretty like william sonoma high price point mm,
2: so okay. yeah
1: um so at that price point you just don't where do you sell where are those
0: where are those sold at they're everywhere
1: they're kroger they're Publix. Okay. we sell them in our southern living stores so it's
0: just a little bit higher than all the other ones. Oh yeah. So a it's harder for them it ever Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. So, so what next would you do? So
1: there? then we decided we would look at, um, having our own Sun living stores. So we, uh, we talked to a company that was a company that had built retail and done accessories and apparel and gift stores. So we, um, we signed up a group that came in and they built, I think six Sun living stores. And then at one point, um, Right before COVID, they bought Swoozies, which yeah. is a, you know, Swoozies. Yeah. Um, and so they bought Swoozies. And so they own um, 11 Swoozies stores plus the five and Living stores. So there's a shop and shop for Southern Living in every Swoozies. Um, and then there's the five freestanding independent stores. Well,
0: is that a money play? Is that like, hey, this is how we can generate more revenue? Or like, yeah, like why did they do that? I
1: think it was... Um, For them, it was revenue and it was, they were very passionate about the brand and and they're good retailers. Mm -hmm. And I think their scale continues to grow. It was very challenging because they launched right around, you know, right before the pandemic hit. So um, they're just now starting to get their legs under them and building out the dot-com piece. And and we had tried to build um, stores- online mm-hmm. at many of our different brands. But what we found is we're not retailers. Like we're very good at storytelling. We're incredibly good at content creation. We're brilliant at advertising and marketing. We're terrible retailers. That's fine. <clears throat> <clears throat> got to know the where cost, your strengths are.
0: The cost of retail is just astronomical. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So, so, so you start doing that. So you're still not at better homes and gardens.
1: No, no. So, um, let's see. Oh, so then I got pulled into some of the non Southern brands. So, um, Worked on Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated decided they wanted their own um, swimsuit collection because obviously Sports Illustrated Swim yes. makes more money than Sports Illustrated Ma- the magazine. Yeah, one issue. One issue. And so um, so I started splitting my time between Birmingham and New York at that point. Um, I also started working with- This food is and- when
0: Time Inc. still owned.
1: Mm-hmm. Time Inc. still owned it. Okay, us. I remember that. And so I was working with food and wine on some restaurants that we owned. And then I was working um, with Sports Illustrated on launching the swimsuit line, um, which was interesting. We went to Miami for swim week. We had the largest event ever at a sw- at swim week in Miami, which was crazy. Like, I literally had a runway, lit runway running across this pool, and we had famous DJs there, and supermodels everywhere, and stalkers. And it was just like the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Sounds like it. Mm-hmm.
0: So you're going, so you, Sports Illustrated, then what?
1: Um, From Sports Illustrated to Food & Wine. um, We launched some airport restaurants with Food & Wine. That was a really fun group. What else did we do from there? We entertained a wine club, decided not to do that. I can't tell you, of all the ones that were successful, there were so many that were not.
0: I can't imagine... Because the number of successes that we've just talked about today are, because like I've heard of all these things.
1: Yes. Yes. Which if you can break through the clutter and you've heard of these things, I mean. Every
0: one of these things I've heard of at some point, but I didn't understand and realize licensing thing. I I just didn't, I don't understand that world real well. Yes. Like hearing you talk through it. It's just like, oh.
1: yes, it's crazy. The things that we, so they've
0: built, they built a brand uh and they just slowly started taking the things that they're good at. Yep. And making their own thing of those. Yep. The home plans. Exactly. The, the bedding and the, the home goods, mm-hmm. the the plants.
1: Mm-hmm. So good. The plants all of are these so different good. things. Mm-hmm. The communities, the home builders, the house plans, all of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So we've not, I mean, this is a lot of time and you've never even, <laughs> not even talked about uh, Better Homes and Gardens. So when did yep. you transition there?
1: So that's very recent. I've only been on that business for 10 months. Okay. Mm-hmm. So very new.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So at, Better Homes and Gardens Mm -hmm. and Southern Living are two totally different companies. Owned by two different companies.
1: Nope, they're owned by the same parent company now. Mm -hmm. Okay,
0: so I did. Okay, so Mm -hmm. I've got a friend that works at Southern Living. Okay, and he's wonderful, Daniel. And (gasps) Daniel Fagan Boone.
1: Oh, Daniel. Oh, Daniel Boone. Yes, I know Daniel Boone.
0: One of my favorite people ever. <laughs>
1: Can't go wrong with you, to Be honest. Know, they're, exactly, all, they're all exactly. Exactly.
0: So, so Daniel, <laughs> we went over to Southern Living, and it's just, it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful place. It is. So I did. Okay. So Better Homes and Gardens is owned by them. So what do you do with Better Homes and Gardens?
1: So I do the same thing that I did for all these other brands, but now I only do it for Better Homes and Gardens.
0: So you're really with the same. So you've been employed uh-huh. by the same company uh-huh. for eons.
1: Twenty six years. <gasps> I know. It's an anomaly.
0: It really, really is. <laughs>
1: In today's day and age, yeah. total anomaly. Six so, CEOs, two spinoffs, how many buyouts, four?
0: Oh, no, no, it's, I've, I've, it, it's more they, than they've that. Kept, okay, Six. do you know, okay, another question. Do you know Alice Head? Oh, yeah. Do you know Alice works here?
1: No, I did not know that. Works,
0: works on the fifth floor. No way. She's wonderful.
1: Oh, my gosh, I, she is wonderful. So
0: she is the reason that we started our second catering business.
2: Oh.
1: And I've told the
0: story before, but, like, we have Meal Fit, which is meal prep and lunch catering. Mm-hmm. And she looks at me one day, and we're doing a nicer event for the president, the president of the college. And she goes, you need to change your name. You know? huh. And I go, well, I've spent years building this brand. I'm like, going to do that. <laughs> she says, well, you just need to start another company. She said, she goes, you're never going to do a nice events.
1: Oh, she's right.
0: At a higher ticket item. Yeah. With a name like Milfit.
1: With a name like Milfit. Yeah.
0: And I was just like. And so I sat on it for a year. Wow. And then I recruited Ari Hicks who owns Hopson Ray uh-huh. and she did all the branding logos, the name, wow. and it was just me and her. That's and amazing. And she, but I credit Alice.
1: Mm-hmm. with. She was right.
0: With like saying, just giving, breathing life into what we mm-hmm. were doing,
1: mm. not
0: being critical,
1: Mm-mm.
0: but just, yet still kind of sticking her foot up my butt
2: <laughs> and go and say
0: like, say, Hey, listen to me. And so it was, it, it's changed her business.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, but she's still, I consider her mentor in the hospitality and the look mm-hmm. And the um, the dos and the don'ts, and she's mm-hmm. just she's true Southern,
2: mm-hmm.
0: wonderful, wonderful human being. She really Still is. call her if I need stuff. We don't have That's a lot so as much cool. interaction today, but she's she's absolutely wonderful. So mm-hmm. okay, so you start doing this for Better Homes and Gardens,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so it's really the same licensing stuff that you're yeah. doing. Yeah, it's just for a different,
1: just a different, it's a different brand. sticker on the on the yep, and a different retailer. Mm-hmm. So with Dillard's, we had 300 stores. And we had three thousand SKUs with three thousand SKUs, three thousand different products, three thousand different products. That's a lot of it's hand towels and sheets. It's a lot of product. Yep. So with Walmart, we have about the same number of SKUs, just over three thousand, but we have five thousand doors in which and a very Better, big dot .com that we can Better Homes and Gardens. Mm-hmm, Better Homes and Gardens. Mm-hmm.
0: So Better Homes and Gardens is a larger magazine than Southern.
1: Uh, just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel mm-hmm. said. Daniel was telling me. Yep.
0: So what is the more money generator for better, for better Homes and Gardens? Is it the magazine ad revenue subscription?
1: Oh, no. It's licensing. Retail. Yeah. It's licensing. Okay. Yep.
0: <laughs> of all the 5,000 or 20,000 or however many mm-hmm. thousand SKUs, how many SKUs is it?
1: Uh, for Walmart and Better Homes, it's a little over 3,000. Okay. So mm-hmm. if everybody
0: doesn't know this, when she says SKUs, the lingo mm-hmm. is SKUs is another name for products.
1: Right. Exactly. Another mm-hmm. name for
0: products. So. 3,000 products mm-hmm. in Walmart's. Right. What is the number one product that they sell?
1: Oh, I hate to even say it. It's a black trash can. No <laughs> way. <laughs> yep.
0: It is a black trash it's a can. a black trash can. It costs less than 20 bucks.
1: Yeah, it really is. That That is the <laughs> number one <laughs> that product is the we best sell. Yeah. I thought you were going to say this timeless, I know. This timeless
0: set bathhouse <laughs> that's seen in every. Every home now, in, in, in the, below the Mason Dixon line. No, it's looking, a black trash can. It's a sleek
1: can. little black trash can. Yeah. But as a category, the one that we see the most revenue in, it's candles and home fragrance by far. Huge. I would have never yeah. said that. Huge, huge, huge. Yeah.
0: I would have said towels or pots and pans.
1: Mm, we're not even in pots and pans right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you not used to be?
1: Um, I think. Or like,
0: like I say pots and pans. Uh-huh. I shouldn't say pots like and Like cookware. Pans. Cookware.
1: Yeah. No, we're not in cookware. Um, dishes. We're in dishes. Definitely in dishes. Yeah. Mhm.
0: The, the little black trash. A little can. black trash. Can. Okay, so what talk to me about your day-to-day. What does that look like?
1: Oh my goodness. My day-to-day is it's crazy. Number one, I'm super blessed cuz I love the people at Walmart I work with. Yeah. Um I love my boss at dot-dash Meredith. Yeah. She's amazing. She's very empowering. And so my day-to-day is like oh. too much fun to actually call work. So, but I have a team of people, so my day is typically I tell everybody we operate off of a sticky note system. If you can't write down your five things you have to get to move this business forward on a sticky note, you're just going to get bogged down in the weeds. Cause where mm. we all go is in our comfort zone, which is in the weeds. It's like, let's deal with the little stuff. Cause the big stuff is kind of scary. Man, that's so good. <clears throat> so I'm like, all right, stick your sticky note on your desk. And so your day to day should be is what I'm doing, moving something on this sticky note forward. And if it's not, I got to clear it off my plate. I got to either, I got to prioritize so that I can look up 90 days from now and have an impact in what this sticky note says. Cause that's how this business doesn't stall and stalling is the death of business.
0: That is absolutely gold
1: <laughs> I Should be
0: in a book somewhere.
1: Um,
0: okay. So talk to me about your kids and your, ah, your home life.
1: I have one precious, precious munchkin. She is 14. Okay. She's my mini me. She's like a way better version of me. Um, brilliant.
0: Now where did she go to school? Soul. Fourteen. I got a 14
1: year old. Yeah. Oh, do you really? Boy or girl?
0: By a girl. Girl. Oh, I've got okay. A 14, 11, and seven.
1: Oh, you have three. I've got three. We wanted three kids.
0: I've got three. Took us a
1: little while to get this perfect one here. Yeah. So now we always joke and nope. we're like.
0: Where did she go to school?
1: Uh, Chelsea High School. Yeah. So
0: just right down the road. Right down what the did you road? Tell me about her.
1: She's incredible. She is an equestrian, she's a barrel racer. Um, it's something that. She started wanting to ride horses. Now I'm a huge horse person, so yeah. I probably influenced her sure. a little bit because we yeah. had horses in the backyard. My kid, play, my
0: kid plays football. I did. Right. Well, exactly. My, my daughter plays volleyball. My wife did. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's perfectly okay. It's, it's what you totally know. totally okay.
1: Yeah. you are not going to teach them about That's billiards because right.
0: you don't know anything about billiards. I have no clue how to play <laughs> yeah, billiards. Exactly.
1: So, I mean, we, we tried soccer and, sure. you know, we did cartwheels in the end zone. I was like, all mm. right. So then she got into horses and... Um, she did a little hunter jumper for a little while and was just precious. And then she saw this sign on the side of the road and it had a barrel racer on it. And she said, I want to do that. And I was like, okay. And we had gone to Texas to visit my family and we were at a dude ranch <clears throat> and she got on a horse and they were like, it was the greatest horse. It was a reining horse. And they said, just a reining horse? horse. Like, um, you know how you watch Yellowstone and they come slide in and they work the cows and they spin and they do all these amazing things. So it had been a, it was a rainer and she had, gotten on it and they were like just our grandson rides it just go run just go run and she'd never gone any faster than a trot right and so she gets out there and she's this little bitty thing sitting on this big old horse and and at first she kind of yeah lets him go and he takes off running and she stops him and she's like okay so i'm in control i mean very smart like even though she's a little kid she's like gonna feel it out make sure she can control it before she lets the thing go wide open right Which defines her personality. Sure, Like she is the kid that even when she was at, you know, Mountain Brook Baptist daycare, she would check out the room, see what kids were in a good mood and go hang out with that kid. Mm. Miss Mildred, her wonderful teacher, would tell us she was fascinated by how a kid two and a half years old could assess a room, read a room. (laughs) So she does this. She gets control of the horse, and then she lets it run. Well, the minute I see her grinning from ear to ear, I was like, I think we're done going over fences. Like, this child's going to need some speed.
0: Wow. So so, so she barrel races. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this is a long <clears throat> shot, but the barrel racing community in Birmingham, I think, is pretty small. It is. Do you know the Isbells? Uh, Chloe Isbel? She's 13. I do
1: know Chloe Isbel. Yes. So Patrick and
0: <laughs> and I are great friends, and Lacey and I are great friends. Oh, we're my all gosh. There. No way. Go Same gym. Same church. That's crazy. So Chloe is on the, the seventh grade volleyball team. And <laughs> my, my my daughter was uh-huh. on the eighth grade volleyball
1: team. Oh, that's so cute. So that's how they know each other?
0: Um, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, we've done life together for a while, but like that's, uh-huh. they've met before that. But then volleyball, they've gotten closer. They're not on the same team, even though they're only a the grade apart. But take that back. Jonah and Chloe are in the same grade now. Jonah just plays up a little bit, but they're mm-hmm. in the same grade. Mm-hmm. But it, Chloe's always—I'm always seeing Lacey, and they're always going to a race or always yes. doing that. So I and, do know that. Chloe's a little bitty thing. Too. Little bitty thing. So
1: yeah, awesome. isn't that? It's so fun to watch these little bitty kids on these I know, big, big these giant, big, massive animals going so fast. Going so fast. Yeah, they'll clock thirty miles an hour coming out. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts.
0: So t- so what else? Tell me about your your husband. Tell me what what, what like what. It, what does like what life look like for y'all was um, barrel racing and work
1: yeah so life for us is my husband's a state farm agent um I met him when I came here to Birmingham mm-hmm. and I had I literally could have written a book about all the just disaster dating that yeah. I had gone through even while I was here in Birmingham. Um, and he came up to our table one night. We were at Zydeco of all places. Oh, on South Side. <laughs> On Southside. Yeah. And he knew he had gone to Alabama with a bunch of the people at my table that were from Southern Progress Corporation. We used to go out every Thursday night. We called it like our Thursday night group. And so um, we would just all go out there after work and he comes walking up And he's just been out golfing with a friend and, you know, he's sunburnt and his hair is all blonde and just the cutest thing. And I was like, oh, no, I am done. I have dated the alcoholic catfish farmer that looked like an (laughs) Abercrombie and Fitch model. Ah! (laughs) I went to Paris with a guy that broke my heart and it was a whole nother story. And I'm not this is too good looking. I'm writing off these types. You know, I'm going to go with a more studious. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> not this hot golfer That's blonde awesome. six foot tall broad shoulders walking yeah. in here so I wouldn't talk to him and um so then he sits down next to me and I was literally like I'm just gonna turn away I'm like not even gonna talk to him and of course he loved a challenge and so he keeps trying to strike yeah. up a conversation well it doesn't take long he starts talking about his new chocolate lab puppy and I was like I'm sorry what'd you say your name was? <laughs> turns out we're both huge animal people Okay, Um, and he's just a doll. We've been married 19 years. That's wonderful. Um, He's my best friend. There are days when I absolutely want to take a skillet upside his head. I'm sure he wants to do the same to me. Yeah. I am such a challenge to be married to. And yet he's just like the best. So,
0: so work, kid, husband. Yep. I imagine that you like work.
1: I do. I love it.
0: Just hearing you talk. Mm -hmm. Um, you love what you do. I do. What are the challenges? Are you challenged with stopping work at certain time to be with your kid or your husband? Is that a challenge for you?
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's really Has not. Has it ever
0: been a challenge for you?
1: Um, yes. I will say when my child was little and I had to travel so much, that was very challenging. Because when you're away from them, it's hard, especially sure. when they're little. And my husband was great. He stepped up. He was super dad. He had it all under control. He actually said to me, you need to not feel so guilty because it's the only time I really get her all to myself. He's like, you know, when you're here, she's such a mommy's girl. That This this is kind of my time with her. He's like, you got to not feel so guilty. So but those were very, very hard times to be a mom of a young child. And have to travel and be away is like the hardest thing you can ask someone to do. Mm. It's okay to go to work and then come home and then you're there with them and you can kind of get your fix and you know, smell that little top of the head and cook dinner for everybody and you feel reset. Right. When you have to travel, <clears throat> you don't get that reset button and it will unravel you in a heartbeat. We've
0: done a good job at not traveling. I don't have a job that requires that. I know mm-hmm. a lot of buddies that do. Mm-hmm. And so my best friend in Tennessee travels a lot. And it is hard. It's hard. Gone through, four days, mm-hmm. four, or five, going through mm-hmm. four days, back four or five. Gone through four days, back four or five. Yeah, gone for two weeks. Yeah, and then gone for a week. And then like gone it's, again.
1: It's a lot. It yeah. is. And yeah. So we
0: don't like spending. We try our best not to spend many nights away from each other. Yeah, it's so,
1: it's really hard. You you can become strangers quickly.
0: Yeah. So in what you're doing now, what's like? What is next steps for? Like, is it just continue to grow this? Or we've only been there ten months though. So yeah.
1: Like, what do you see new.
0: yourself doing the next? five, eight, ten 10 years. What does that look like?
1: Yeah, I think I'm really laser focused on growing this business. I feel like we're just the very tip of the iceberg of what this business can look like. And to be paired with the largest retailer in the world, it's like, just look for the pain points, be the best brand partner you can be with them and really deliver on what the consumer wants at this amazing price point.
0: And keep selling black trash cans.
1: And keep selling black trash cans.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. What else?
1: <laughs> oh, well, let's see. Um, I would say the biggest challenge that I have is really just people. Like I love my job now because I love the teams I work with and love my boss, but there was a time when I did not, I worked for some very challenging people and that was a stress like no other stress I've ever had. Yeah. Um, it's just like anything though. I
0: mean, I don't ever have an issue with food. Right. I have an issue with people,
1: with people, whether it be
0: someone that's I've hired someone that's working for us or whatever.
1: So Mm -hmm.
0: it's all it's all about people. Um, Okay, what else? Because I'm your I could ask 47 questions about all the different (laughs) things. What what other things? What has been the most fun thing you've done as far as job is concerned? You don't have to say what you're doing right now, but like you remember it being waking up every day and it just being absolutely absolutely a blast.
1: The most fun. Oh my gosh! I've had so many fun things. Um, I will say the the custom builder program that I um, took over and really built to scale. Yeah, it was unexpected how those relationships with those builders were literally they became some of my best friends and family. And every year we would go to an annual conference. And all the builders come in, all the developers come in, the architects come in, the brand editors are there, and um, and our sponsors are there. And, I mean, we would have a guitar pool where we would have the guys that play at the Bluebird in Nashville right. came in, and they would wrap this conference with this big songwriter in the round, and everybody's singing and having a drink and yeah. celebrating. And those are some of my most favorite memories of just the way our team— would load up three vans and drive to wherever this conference was being held. And we worked incredibly hard, but it was so rewarded by the way we, these people would come up to us at conference and they would say, you have changed our world. Like we, we didn't know how to be this kind of caliber of builder until Southern living tapped into tapped us. Into us. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And so it was a combination of amazing people, great projects. We worked with them to launch um, operation. Finally home where our builders build homes completely mortgage-free for wounded soldiers that have fallen in the gap. So they weren't in active military when their injury occurred. So the military doesn't pay for them. Mm. They couldn't even get a wheelchair ramp built. And so we had a group of builders in Texas that found out about this and we started to partner with them and we've built 20 plus homes. And that there's a wonderful woman running that program today. She's brilliant. And she has continued that and grown it even more beyond me. Like that is the best thing for me is to have someone that came in under me that I was like, Oh, you were, I can tell you're going to be amazing. And so I stole her from another group. And today she runs that program. Mm -hmm. That's awesome.
0: So, so let me go back to like what you're doing currently. So better homes and gardens, the products. Mm-hmm. How involved, two, two part question. i answer the first one first. Two parts. Revenue. How involved were you in like the revenue part? Like, hey, this is what we're doing. This many millions of dollars, this being whatever. Mm-hmm. How involved were you in like, okay, this is making great money. This is making no money. We're losing money on this. Let's mm-hmm. get rid of this product. Are you involved in those conversations?
1: Every minute of every day. A hundred percent. That's 80% what I do. Mm-hmm. It's
0: figuring out what's making money. What's mm-hmm. the market. Okay. Mm-hmm. Another question, margins. Mm-hmm. What margins do you have on products like that because you got 3,000 products. Mm-hmm. Do some products have a larger higher margin mm-hmm. than others? Yeah. So what is like an average margin on these products?
1: Well it, I mean it just runs the gamut because really? we have so many products. and that margin is controlled by Walmart. I don't mm. select the suppliers. So the suppliers that work with Walmart, like that's a whole nother world. Um, and they're having to meet certain standards in order to land those goods. At a certain price they have to get through the quality testing control they have to get them on shelf Um, and to do all of that it's all a part of that margin game right so you have to work with kind of best-in-class suppliers that can be good enough to work with the walmart's of the world Um, but that margin is controlled um a hundred percent by walmart so So it
0: has nothing to do with
1: we don't drive that piece of it we look at the numbers and the sales because we're trying to from a brand perspective make sure we have our brand on the right products make sure that we are delivering marketing that's driving that consumer to Walmart to pick that brand over something, something else. So, you know, I look at, I look at how do I help Walmart steal market share from Amazon, from Wayfair, from mm. Target, from Kohl's.
0: You're battling Amazon.
1: Everybody's battling Amazon.
0: Our better homes and gardens is a better homes and garden product on Amazon.
1: Okay. No, it's exclusively at Walmart. Really? Mm-hmm. Only at Walmart.
0: Best marketing dollars, Better Homes and Gardens spends.
1: Mm. That's a tough one. We are. Okay.
0: Most marketing dollars.
1: Better. Most marketing dollars. Most marketing dollars right now are going to what we call meta ads and um, lookalike campaigns because we are in an active marketing effort to steal that market share so in order to do that you have to know who's buying their back-to-school products at kohl's and amazon versus walmart and you have to go try and find that customer and actively bring them over to walmart so that's where the best money is spent right now and that's where the majority of my money is spent right now but i will tell you this my business is primarily brick and mortar so while walmart is trying really hard to grow their dot-com business so they can go head to head with an amazon um I'm saying I will help you with that. And I also want to see that grow. But if 90% of my business is brick and mortar, then I need to be focused on, I need in-store signage. I need in-cap displays. I need more product in store versus spending all my money on digital. So,
0: so you're still spending bookers of money on signs
1: mm-hmm.
0: yep. in, the, in the building. Yeah. How much of your product do you think is impulse buy as opposed to? focused
1: mm.
0: or do you know that
1: we don't know that because we don't know what the customer, we don't know the intent of what they walk in for. We know we send them in the door, but can I definitively tell you that they came in to buy an Azalea and they ended up with a, ma- a mattress pad. Mm, How do we I track really that? that? We can track, we have links in digital that allow us to track Sure. just like you have like influencers and there's links that track all the way down to a path to purchase
0: do you do any influencer marketing?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, we do a ton of influencer marketing.
0: Are you using micro influencers, or using like I know you're not using like Kim Kardashian, but like are you using yeah. like the the ones that have five to fifty thousand followers, as opposed to have ones that have two million followers? Are y'all yeah. doing any of that?
1: Yeah, we do. Um, and we try to do whoever is biggest in category influencer. So, um, if you're looking to sell bedding, or you're looking to sell you know um, dishes and tableware and home decor, you want influencers that are we like to have people that hover around a million in audience size because otherwise it can be a little too specialty.
0: Mm, that's great. This is, this is fascinating.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's a math equation. I mean, we're only in a certain number of doors. We know that the majority of our business is driven in Midwest and the South. And so we demographically, geographically target a very specific customer.
0: How many are on the marketing team at Better Homes and Gardens doing this?
1: Um. There are eight people that work on marketing. That's, that's it. It's a very lean group. hmm
0: Do you think that walmart.com can grow their online presence for it to be something like you or I, that you or I would choose to do that as opposed to Amazon? Is that possible? It's Indeed. the number one retailer in the world mm-hmm. They have that going for
1: it. Yep. Yeah, I think Walmart can. I think Walmart is the only one that can. Sure. They're the only other player that's that substantial that can do it.
0: But you think it's possible? I do. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: I think they need their version of Prime. They need their version of bindings because when you think about it, Amazon's such an easy button. That's how they got so much market so share. so easy, girl. Mm-hmm.
0: Listen, it is so easy. <laughs> hey, Dad, this is the third book in the series that I'm reading.
1: Mm-hmm. Here's the link to it.
0: Hey, Link. <clears throat> Click, buy, mm-hmm. done.
1: Yeah, in, and it's like, here in two I can do it.
0: Go mm-hmm. walking to the bathroom.
1: Mm-hmm. It's so easy. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's like you can't do that on Walmart.com
1: yet. You can't, and that's the code to be cracked. But once they crack that code, there's no stopping them. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. You're fascinating. <laughs> you really, really are. And Sam will—I know what Sam's going to say when we get done shooting this. hes gonna be, his mouth's going to be standing wide open just because he—I am incredibly—I could ask the marketing questions in the. The product questions and the dollar questions. The dollar questions is what fascinates me. <laughs> the margins, the things like that. Like, yep. I love those things. I'm also absolutely fascinated that the black trash can is the number <laughs> one product that y'all sell in the world. Uh, so, hey, what questions do you have for me? Because you know don't know anything about me. And so what do you, you want to know?
1: Um, well, tell me how you got started in the world of food and catering. Like that's fascinating to me. I had no idea since this is the forum I know you in, I had no idea you had that piece of you.
0: Yeah. So um, I grew up wanting knew, from the time I was five, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to coach college football. Oh. And so that's, that's all I ever wanted to do. It's all I ever worked for. Not mm-hmm. a school guy, average grades. Um, but I did it with the, I did what I did with the intent of, I knew what I was going to do.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: I was never one of these kids that didn't know. Hmm. I knew And so, I graduated from college. And so, for, I guess, the next 10 years, that's what I did. I Mm -hmm. coached college football. Loved it. Um, Who'd you coach for? I was at NC State for a little bit. We all got fired there. And so, it's not a matter of (laughs) if, it's a matter of when. And so, I did that for a little bit. And then, um, we got fired and went to Tennessee Tech. Mm -hmm. Was there for a little while. (laughs) And then, had a kid, too. And I'm the only guy that ever quit a job they absolutely loved. Hmm. And took a pay cut. So took a huge pay cut, started working at church simply because I didn't have a job. Like hmm. I wasn't called to work at a church, but God put me there for a season. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing meal plans. So this is back in 12, uh, 13, 2013. Started doing meal plans for people, hmm. like digital meal plans. Mm-hmm. And um I did, that took off. I mean, first year we did about 8,000 bucks of me and a, the church laptop. No
2: and then, way.
0: Yeah. And then the next year we did like $80,000. Wow. That's just, incredible. Yeah. And it was like, People in 26 different countries, thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, obviously, that, that phased out. I mean, you can, mm-hmm. we could be walking to your car, and I could pull up a meal plan <laughs> in 30 seconds for free that's made yeah. just for you. So that, that's, that's phased out. And then in that transition, we transitioned into doing actual food mm-hmm. in an old barbecue joint. This is when I lived in Tennessee.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, we started doing meal prep.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: My buddy sold pharma and did medical device. And so I, they said, hey, can you cater? You ever mm-hmm. thought about catering? I was like, no, yeah, yeah. I had no clue,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so I started catering for pharma, mm-hmm. and that's really how we got started. Catering is doing pharma, yeah. and then um, long, long story short, is we just kept adding different layers. And w- the true example of starting your own business and evolving and pivoting when times change.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Eventually, the meal plan thing phased out; mm-hmm. like no one wanted to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. It was great while it lasted Mm -hmm. because that's what gave us 90% margins on everything. Oh
1: my God, that's incredible. No, it was
0: nuts. Mm -hmm. It was, it was seriously Mm -hmm. the first year and a half I did it. Mm -hmm. It was me, a laptop that I didn't even pay for as a church's
2: laptop.
0: Mm. And I was just doing digital meal plans, paying very, very, I wouldn't even pay for a CRM. Mm -hmm. And so huge margins there. And then we just started catering and then that grew. And then we moved here. We did that. There for, for uh, five years, hmm. and then we came here, and then we do the food for Highlands College, hmm. and then do have meal prep, and then the meal fit catering part, and then we have table and time. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a great, great run. I mean, we're probably 11 years in, golly, 11 years in, 11 years into doing the different food parts. I had a restaurant-esque thing for like a year and a half, two years. Did not like mm-hmm. it.
1: Didn't Don't. like it. It's I'm, a different just,
0: beast. Just restaurants, I mean, we mm-hmm. were only open uh, three, five, we were only open 15 hours a week. It was 11 to oh. lunch spot. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was, but it was like, I believe in business, you need more than one source of income. Mm-hmm. Meaning like we had meal prep, we had catering, mm-hmm. and we had retail.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So retail was great
2: mm-hmm.
0: when- the kids were in school when everything was flowing and going, but mm-hmm. like summer mm-hmm. and Christmas break, it was anemic. Oh gosh. But then catering was great then. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well then the beginning of the year when catering, catering's not great in January and February. Mm-hmm. What's well, great meal prep. Cause everybody, mm-hmm. so I really think in, I think in all businesses you need more than one source, mm-hmm. like one thing that you do that's all along the same lines. Right. So we've always had three.
2: Mm-hmm. That so, makes sense.
0: Um, here we have, we have three different ones. We have Highlands College, which this is not a huge revenue generator, mm-hmm. but it allows us to do different things. So we have mm-hmm. the meal prep portion. And we have the two catering legs that we do. Mm-hmm. And so it's, uh, it's, it's been great. I really, really enjoy what we do. Mm-hmm. We help people. I
1: mean, and how in thing. the world did you go from that to doing a podcast?
0: So um, I love business.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I really like food, mm-hmm. but I love business. Mm-hmm. So I also believe that you don't have to be a 70, 85 hour a week person Mm -hmm. working your brains in the dirt to be successful. Mm -hmm. I really, really believe in my heart that you can be extremely successful financially and um, from a productivity standpoint, but also still have a great family. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And so I want to highlight that. I want to highlight C-suite executives, business, business owners that are doing a great job. And yet, Saturday morning, you're going to be at barrel racing practice.
1: <laughs> yes, I am.
0: That's huge. Like, people don't understand that. The lady that helps drive the ship that in Better Homes and Gardens is going to be at dinner tonight.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: And you're going to be at barrel racing practice on Saturday morning. It's true. I think that's, that's fascinating. And when people see that you're part of a company that, Produces $3 billion worth of stuff that she works 90 hours a week. Well, you Mm -hmm. may work 50 or 60 hours a week, and that's fine sometimes.
1: Definitely. But there's also
0: the human element of it that, like, Mm -hmm. and you summed it up great. (laughs) You summed it up with the sticky note illustration of, like, hey, this is where we're going to be today. Mm -hmm. And all we got to do is we got to be great today. Mm -hmm. Let's be great today at these things. It's going to drive one of these five things. Towards where we're going. If we can do that, we're one step closer to meeting our goal.
1: Yep. So true.
0: So yeah, that's, but yeah, that for us, that's, that's kind of what we do. And it's, I I enjoy it.
1: That's so neat. I love it. That's a great story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can tell you love what you do. It comes across. I do. Yeah. How do
0: you know Laura quick?
1: Uh, Laura and I met, where did we? Oh, uh, Zach Brown was the charity recipient of a show home we did in Atlanta. So I got to know Shelly Brown, who was Zach's former wife.
2: Okay,
1: Um, Shelly is unbelievably adorable, and we are good friends still to this day. She introduced me to Laura. She said, "You, you guys need to know each other. You're yeah. both in Birmingham. You're both in Magazine World. Yeah. You have the same kind of energy, um, which I took as a huge compliment because you know Laura and she's, yeah, she's absolutely wonderful. amazing. She is. Um, and so we met, and then Laura and I, I just as Shelley predicted, we became very, very, very close. Though. That's great. And I can I treasure her.
0: How much? Okay, you don't have anything to do with the magazine, do you?
1: Uh, no, I don't do any kind of content or ad sales or anything like that. Mm-mm. All
0: retail. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Hey, you've been great.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for having so- me
0: this has been really I mean you've you've blown my mind like three or four times with just the little <laughs> things that you've said so I really really appreciate it um, so if you need to get in touch with Christian just shoot us a message here at the podcast you can email me thomas at thomascox.co and I will get you in touch with Christian as best as I can hey thank you you've been so much fun I really really appreciate thank it thank you yes, I enjoyed it alright see you.